back to the Beard Steers Podcast, episode 12. We are in complete free fall after the Baylor loss, 24-3. to I'm not even going to give them those last seven points because they're complete garbage. But we carry on. We still got a podcast to do. We still got one more week. We got one last game in the season. Well, regular season. Somehow this team has made it to a bowl game despite this second half fallout, complete destruction. Ugh. I don't even know if I want to play in the bowl game. Can we just like forfeit so we I don't mean, lose? it's the Liberty Bowl, John. If we're lucky, we get the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, we we're going to go to the Houston Bowl. We're going to play an SEC team, and we're going to get our asses kicked. There's already people, dumb people, that are like, I mean, A&M, Texas, Houston Bowl. Not Shut up. Happen. Shut up. All right, looking ahead. Just I couldn't tell if you were talking to me. I was kind of concerned. No, no I'm not talking to you. No, that's not going to happen. Actually, if there was no, a year, it would happen no, this year stop. because the SEC – the SEC allocates their teams, and they, they're going to put the A&M. They want to put A&M against us this year because they know they're going to beat us. Anywho, no, it's not going to happen. Regardless, anywho. it's not going to happen. Okay, yeah. looking ahead, schedule for the rest of the season. Just a little housekeeping. We will do our normal episode next week, and then we won't do we another. What? Okay, we will. Yeah. Or do you want to wait? This is beers and cheers live. This is how we do it. I mean, we can do one next week, but we're not going to be talking about anything. Like, okay. I guess, yeah, we'll do one next week. We'll do one next week. No, we'll do one next week because then we'll talk about the conference championships. Do a little right. more broad Yeah, playoff. we'll talk about the Longhorns for like five minutes right. and then talk about real football. Right, football. Right. right. And then we'll do one after the bowl game. Yep, sure. Okay. Because we should know where we're going at least. Okay, yep, that's it. Um, and beer of the week this week coming straight out of Lubbock. Um, finally uh, ending this tradition of choosing a beer. Did I choose a beer last week? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Um, the brewery LBK, what a what a very like really original name. I don't know why they couldn't think of something better, but uh, I'm gonna go with the brown ale. Um, so I'm sure Braxton Arnold's when you're listening to this episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. But anyone else uh, from Lubbock, give LBK a shout out or go to it when you're up there. I've actually never been to Lubbock, so I can't really talk about Turn it. Through it. Yeah, one of the only two stadiums in the Big 12 I've never been to. Great, great highways. Um, All right. Let's get into it. Baylor, last Saturday. It wasn't even fun to watch. It wasn't even fun. No, it wasn't. I'm going to go off real quick. It it was stupid. Now, honestly, like, first of all, terrible freaking score prediction on your part. That was, like, probably your worst score prediction. Okay, before we even get to that, the cameras, the lighting in that stadium is – terrible in the afternoon i'm serious it felt like it was everyone was like distorted because of how the lighting was probably had something to do with those uniforms and yeah i was gonna say the the mustard uniforms don't help but and the camera was in the like left corner if you know from your view of the, the tv like the entire time it was yeah. so awful okay go back yes i was completely wrong yeah you were just i mean trying to stay way too positive like false positive like attitude that you had, but I thought I had a good grip on where this team was. And obviously. No, yeah, this team, like, okay, sure, you forced a fumble there on the second play, which was pretty cool. Like a little moment that, that made me feel worse. Yeah, yeah, I did. But truly, okay, do our players even care? That like, was what. Do you want to get into that already? Yes, I do. Our players even care. I, Granted, I've had this conversation with multiple people. When you lose two games in college football these days, it doesn't even matter anymore. So what are you even playing for? Right, but. Do our players even care about playing for the University of Texas anymore? Like, truly. Like, it's stupid how little effort I saw out of a bunch of those guys out there. 
or if they were showing effort, they looked like they were getting like completely out. Is this a word? Out athleticized? Uh, uh, out out athleted, yeah, but we're not. We are much better players on paper than these Baylor, these Iowa State, these Kansas, these Kansas State teams. But these te- these guys like truly don't care. And when they go down, they just like, eh, all right, we'll we'll just survive the game, go home. We'll hit Sixth Street when we get home. I, I'm done. That's we're done. This is a podcast. I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, all right, we'll see y'all next week. I mean, I I don't know what it is either. It, it's always been kind of concerning and we haven't really talked about that much is that there haven't kind of been a constant voice that's kind of showed up as a leader of this team. And I think people have always assumed that it's been Sam, but what has Sam said that has really kind of thrown himself into that leader role? I know he's in the press conferences every week and all that, but I, outside of him and a little bit of Malcolm Roach, I, we haven't heard much. And I think that's kind of how to get a pulse of this team is when they come out and make, you know, not bold statements, but really show themselves on the, and on the field too. And I, I don't know. I just haven't – we haven't seen it as much this year. And I think a lot of it obviously is how they view Herman. And, yeah, I don't know. It, that, that headbutt thing was so oh. stupid. And while watching it, you, even the players around are not like, this is kind of lame. Like, this isn't going to get us fired up. It's like they almost knew that they were going to get our ass kicked before the game. And that leads that me was so like, forced. You could tell it was so forced. Was so like, forced. Like, so unnatural in terms of, like, getting a team hyped up. It was just like, okay. It's, it's like they're all looking at each other like, what the hell is this guy doing? It was, it was almost like they knew that, like, all right, this game plan's crap. Like, we're about to get her just butts whooped by these guys. I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah, I don't. the The locker room has he lost it? And of course, they asked Judge side today as Tom Herman lost the locker room. And of course, he was like, "No, that he definitely has it," which is never good when he, you know it's like saying giving the vote of conference vote of conference. It's like that's the death knell essentially. So I don't know. It, he seemed pretty humble in his post game press conference. He seemed pretty down. I wanted to see him more down. I wanted to see pain, and I didn't see enough pain. Uh, he's not, so cocky. He's so fucking arrogant, and it drives me nuts. And he's such an ass. And you can tell he's just thinks that he's basically the combination of Lombardi and Belichick and Kyle Shanahan all wrapped in a one. No, he just thinks he can outsmart everyone. It's like, dude, you're, you're just like outsmarting yourself right now. Right. Yeah, 100%. That's a great way to put it. So, and Thank even you. in the Monday press conference, like, I, I don't think he was truly, I mean, he, the one thing he said that kind of, I don't know, even made me happy, but just made me seem a little bit less pissed off was how he was like, yeah, they asked him, like, have you coached the, the basically the talent that you have up to its potential? And he said, no. And it's one of those, like, is that hurt against recruiting? Like, yes. But is he telling the truth? Yeah, he is. So I don't know. Maybe he can kind of realizes ways and realize uh, his predecessor's failures when he lost the locker room and how bad that looked. And it looks eerily similar to this. Oh, it's like a direct reflection of it, unfortunately. I don't know. I think this game this week shows a lot, how the players are on the field, if they're having fun, if they're bouncing around, how practice was. I, you know, I saw that he gave him yesterday off – or, sorry, he gave him Sunday off, which was – abnormal so who knows I, this will show us a lot 
if if the going forward with the bowl game especially how do you approach it yeah they've got to they've got to at least show up for this game but we'll get there in a second let's let's jump into the baylor game i mean i honestly don't even want to look at the stats so i'm not even doing it so oh, i'm going to talk in general oh i did i mean all right, all right, David, i'm gonna look at it now <laughs> Uh, okay, you know what, John? If you actually look at the stats, it's not as bad as it thinks because we had the exact same yardage as Baylor did, and like rush and pass yardage was very, very similar. Penalties was the main difference. Yeah, and both teams had one turnover. Both were deep in you know, or, or sorry, ours was deep in their territory, and theirs when uh, Sam threw that pick it was not. It was deep in Baylor's own territory, but still. It, it, the yardage wise, stats wise, it's not that ugly. Third and down, third down, we were better than them on third down, which is crazy. Um, so I, I don't know. It, the thir- the stats basically don't paint the entire picture. Individually, pathetic, most pathetic offensive line play I think we've seen all season. They, so undisciplined. They only gave up three sacks, which is crazy. But it felt like Sam had no time to throw the ball ever. Which I'm going to give basically everything I'm about to say is a lot of re- reflected on the poor coaching that we've seen, especially last week, but all season. But we'll ca- caveat that at the end. But that was the most pathetic O line play we've seen. They just couldn't get a rush at all. And it was the I mean, same old. Or yeah, I mean, they, yeah, not a rush. They had, they had plenty of rushes, but. Right. Oh, you're, you're talking about our running game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, dude, it was. Dude, they, there's all those images of the three down defensive linemen, and then like a second later, blowing past our five offensive linemen were so devastating. We looked, we couldn't take out, or we couldn't block or give Sam any time with like the three man rush, and that's really disappointing. Yeah, they they dropped eight the entire time, and what's his name, Blake Lynch, I think that's that guy's name, who was just having eating Denzel Okafor's lunch all day, which disgusting. Um, he had an unbelievable game. James Lynch, excuse me, Blake's his brother. And yeah, yeah, they, were, they were dropping eight the entire time, and Sam had was just panicking. And next thing you know, he's having to sprint and pick up three yards. It was absolutely awful. I think Sam had a really bad day. I think he ran the ball, ran the ball pretty, pretty well for what he had. But none of it was off of design runs. It was all off scrambles. Yeah, it was all scrambling. It was not – they, they've completely deserted or gotten away from the design runs for Sam. But the thing is, is like, okay, we heard the rumor that they got away from that because that he was at a broken rib or whatever. But like, right. he's still scrambling like crazy like that. Like he's obviously, I know it's tough to tell a player like that player like him to not run hard and, you know, all not be yourself essentially. And it was, he was running fine, so I don't know what it is. Why Why are you getting away from the design runs? Why are you getting away from the power run game? Why are you getting away from counter, especially against a three-man front where you can really provide some good double teams, especially once you get up into the second level? <laughs> it made no sense. See, this game's making us sick. But like, And then he threw the ball pretty well. Most of the stuff was over the middle and underneath and pretty easy throws. But then the one time he's got a guy wide open down the field, he underthrows the shit out of the ball in a very, very pivotal drive when you're down 21-3 and they just scored a touchdown. And basically, if you don't score there, I think the fourth quarter just started when he threw that pick. And if you don't score there, then the game's over. 
like no questions asked. I know it was already looking bleak, but still. We've said that all year about Sam and his deep ball, though. He can't throw it. He's not accurate, like 20 yards down the field. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you have. Though you're right. So, I mean, Sam, that was that was un- unfortunate. I, I definitely blame the offensive line a lot for yeah, the lack of time that he had or even our playmakers had to, I guess, develop any plays. Um, but even our running backs, man, were so disappointing. Like, less the 60-yard run that Keontae had at the end of the first half. Oh. Both of those guys ran for a max of 20 yards. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, it was pathetic. I mean, Are you kidding me? No, they both ran for, let's see, 40 yards between uh, 10 runs. Like, that's that's bad. I mean, Keontae alone, that's with Roshan averaging five and a half a carry. Roshan, or sorry, Keontae, if you take out that one 60, yeah. run, he was averaging three yards a carry on six carries. It's like, good God almighty. And then, of course, he gets hurt on the one. I know. Oh. It's like the air is out of the sail out of our offense. They, they've realized that they've, like, they've been discovered that like what their weaknesses are, and they have not been able to respond. I don't even so, think – like, I don't even think it's weaknesses at this point. I think it's just that we have played to our tendencies, like, way too hard. And at the oh, beginning so of the year, predictable. that so predictable. the offense was so good, and it rolled, and, you know, can't believe that they put 40 or whatever on LSU and, you know, these semi-good defenses. Well, LSU's a little overrated, but still. Like, and what? so oh, oh, their defense, their defense, oh. their defense. I was like, yeah, what? Joe Burrow, he's trash. Remember when I said that going into the game? Um, the – and so Beck and Herman are like, we got it. We figured it out. This is it. We're sticking with this for the next 10 games. And they never changed really anything. And it, uh, teams were finally like, okay. like I think Patterson really was the guy who – because we hadn't really faced a true solid defensive play, uh, coach at that up until TCU. And he just was like, oh, I'm going to expose the shit out of these guys. And sure enough, that's what he did. I mean, because – is Oklahoma really that good of a defensive juggernaut? No. And we hadn't played K-State or Iowa State yet at that point. So he just basically threw the book out, threw the tape out on how to stop them. And they'd never changed it up. It's one thing, okay, if that game happens and then the next game you go, all right, let's go back and look. We got to change it. We got to get away from our tendencies. We got to stop showing this, change it, our typical inside run, blah, blah. And they kind of did against K-State with the RPOs and all that. And then completely went right back to it. God, it's just so damn frustrating. I mean, specifically from the receivers, Duvernay was getting bracketed the whole game, and he still had yeah. like nine catches. Still a really good effort, per very typical. I really hope he gets – he had ten catches, excuse me. I really hope he gets drafted pretty high. It's absolutely bullshit. I don't bullshit. think he will because he's like keeps getting over, like overlooked for some reason. I think he'll be like a fifth or sixth rounder. He is just one of those guys that is going to feel like a steal in maybe a year or so. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, exactly. But, like, the way the NFL's going with the possession, a lot of throwing, over the, everything, I think he can find a roster. But um, I thought Epps actually didn't play that bad. Jake Smith came back with two solid catches. Um, saw Duverday and Smith on the field at the same time. Uh, and third down, no Colin Johnson. He kind of forces you to throw that. It was interesting. I kind of like that. A lot of speed out what, there. What is the deal with Jake Smith? Why did he, we go away from him? I don't is know. Really- we talked about that last week, too. I, I really don't know what the 
what the reasoning was behind it. And Beck had talked about how he just had a mid-year slump. And there was rumors. Kind of concerning. That, I mean, there might be something off the field that we're, we're missing. Well, there but. was a little bit of rumors that he was thinking about transferring, which is crazy, and they were quickly squashed. Um, maybe that their punishment for that for was for a month. We're not going to throw you the ball. I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to do the job. <laughs> but, I, I mean, he had two catches. Like, what What do you, else do you want to do? It's not that bad. Um, yeah, but it's been a while since he I – mean, I'm just saying it was kind of – Right. No, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Hello again. The, Jared Wiley playing over Lytow was interesting. I mean, neither of those guys have really shown anything solid. Um, the only thing is Lytow's an okay blocker, and Wiley just got bitched. I mean, he's a quarterback trying to play a new position, not very big. That was – rough um he did nothing to help out against the lunch on the off the edge on the okafor you know last so year we gave uh andrew beck so much credit for what he did in terms of producing uh rush i mean like just making the quality of our rush attempts better uh and i think this year has just been so evident on what we've really lacked beyond our just what is already a kind of a lackluster offensive line is just a tight end who can help produce those extra yards um I mean, just like you're saying, I mean, our, our tight ends almost look like they don't even know how to rush block right now. Yeah, no, I agree. It's And it's kind of that this whole run, the design runs of Herman's offense really rely heavily on, yeah, the fullback, H-back, tight end, whatever you want to call them, being a competent blocker and being able to pick up, you know, a couple passes here and there in key situations. <laughs> so, yeah, the lack of that's just so evident. Um I mean, just overall, just absolutely terrible game plan. Uh, the, you should, know, have zero, should have been zero points. Oh, I, I was I so mad when they scored. I was so pissed. Like, God. But, yeah, morning, Daniel Young. How you been, bud? Uh, yeah, welcome the, back to the show, bro. The, uh, the, the They should have known. You're, they're running three down linemen. They've got the probably the Big 12 defensive player of the year on the on at defensive end. They're going to drop eight and make Sam throw it. And how do you combat that? You know, delayed runs, QB draws, stuff like that. And they just did none of it. No no screen game at all. I know that's frustrating as hell, but it does help kind of bring in the defense a little bit. Uh, No power, no counter, no RPO play. That was, you know, from the Kansas State game. It was just absolutely pathetic effort from Tom Herman and Beck. What Um, is the deal, though? This has been, like, a global issue for – one, two, three weeks now? I mean, I think you could argue longer than that. I mean, I think it's going all the way back to pretty much Oklahoma. Um, I mean, we score points versus okay, – never mind. Yeah, you, you got yourself. <laughs> you got yourself. Take that back. <laughs> I mean, uh, they just made Matt Rule look like fucking Belichick, and it was absolutely awful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's so disappointing. It, it, and I've just – all right, let's talk about the other side of the ball, which, by the way, again – didn't help us at all in terms of winning the game, but wasn't like wasn't as disappointing as the offense. I really don't think they played that bad. I mean, it wasn't great. You still gave up twenty four points, but it was you know twenty four I mean, points, and yeah, well, only one of their possessions started on on our side of the field, and that was on the it was technically on the fifty. Yeah, but I mean, we still. we couldn't cover Denzel Mims, but no. other than that, we but, well, but that wasn't even then. That wasn't until the second half. And I, going back to coaching, we started playing loose coverage, and then on the first half, Jalen Green was playing press up against him and pretty solid. Yeah, and they kind of abandoned that in the second half. But yeah, no, I completely agree. They, I don't think they played that bad. They held Baylor to under the average for 
the game their games this season in passing yards, rushing yards, yards per pass, yards yards per rush, caused yeah. a fumble in the red zone, which like I said, gave me more negative thoughts than positive, which is weird, but that's just what this team's done. And held them to five of thirteen on third down and one of two on fourth down. Yeah, I mean statistically they kind of did their job. Yeah. Right. So did. you read off all those stats and it's like, okay, so why was this game so lopsided? Hmm. I wonder why, because our offense didn't show up and never responded to anything. But again, you, you read off all those stats and the general just, uh, I would say, energy level of our D-backs I would, has been greatly improved over the last yeah. month. So I agree with uh, you. No, I, when, they, when they're fully healthy, they have looked up to you know, the expectations that we had going into the season. Like I, Everyone thought this was like the Legion of Doom part two. Yeah, but it's like Legion of as Doom. a defense, you – almost get so uh, demoralized every time you give up any points because it's like, all right, that is like double the amount of points it really is because yes, our offense just yes. can't put any points right. out. You're like, we just gave up 14 with one touchdown. Yeah. It's so yep. miserable. But, yeah, going back to like why – yeah, why do you give up 24 points when you hold hold this team a pretty decent offense with an above-average quarterback and above-average receiving core? Um, and you – Give, still give up 24 points. A lot of that was poorly timed penalties, and that goes into all coaching. Uh, their last three scores, the two touchdowns and the field goal, were all extended um, with 15-yard penalties, yeah. and each one of those had a 15-yard penalty on third down. That comes back to the character of the coach. Like you got to be disciplined and players now, kind of fall granted, that one passenger, That last pass interference on green was absolute bullshit. <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, even, like, the stupid Fox announcer, the B-team Fox announcers were like, oh, yeah, that's offensive pass interference, and they called it defensive. That was really bad. But still, that's, I mean, you can't even be close to there, um, be giving up a penalty there on third and 15. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, individual play, did you see anything worthwhile? <laughs> Worth talking about? No, not really. I mean, I, I always kind of revert back to uh, kind of defensive line. Because they always seem to be kind of bringing some energy, and then Charlie Brewer is okay, not great. Um, I guess one guy, <laughs> I, I feel for him because he's a senior and this has been such a bad year for him with Roach. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Keandre continues to do his thing, but uh, no, I mean, I, honestly, off the top of my head, no, there wasn't anyone that really truly stood out to me on the defensive line or the linebackers. Definitely not defensive line linebackers. Um, all of the linebackers had a pretty piss poor day. Uh, Juwan Mitchell's basically just a blitzer, blows up the front, doesn't know how to react to anything. Um, Osai was pretty non-existent, which is weird. I, I felt like that was probably his worst game. Um, also, like the shark, literally, yeah. even though he had the most tackles for us, which was the weird. shark is like non-existent. Anymore. Oh, he's, yeah. he's awful. I mean, did he he's even, gonna go be like a business guy or whatever? It was. He had one tackle. Um, that's it. Uh, mm. for your starting middle linebacker. Uh yeah, or supposed starting. The one guy on the on the back end in the secondary that I think everyone agreed played really well was DeMarvin Overshawn. And of course he got hurt towards the end, but looks like it won't be too bad. But he had a couple really good pursuit tackles, like coming all the way from the other side of the field, wrapping up very solid. That guy likes to hit a lot. I'm yeah. very excited to see him with Stearns and Chris Brown kind of going up for the next year or two. Uh, and what they can do and how they can play the run because that was very physical, fun football to watch. Um, 
Overshawn's going to be good if he can just stay healthy. Yeah, no, I know. And he's young, so you just kind of kind of give him a little time. It's frustrating, but he'll get there. Um, I thought Brandon Jones missed a decent amount of tackles on, you know, once on completed passes. I don't know what it is. He just gets finds himself in bad bad yeah. angles. He always seems to be. He's like, no, never mind. I'm not going to say that. But he always seems to be the wrong place, wrong time, uh, in terms of like when someone's about to score or yes. giving up a really easy touchdown. It's like he happens to be in the vicinity where he's like within the screen, and so yeah. Even though it might not be his fault, it's right. always that's the thing to be the one who sees him right it, there. Is he the causation or is he mopping up for other people's mistakes? 50-50. Yeah, that's what I'd say too. But still, he's there, and it's frustrating to watch. Uh, Stearns, I thought, played pretty well in coverage. Um, nothing absolutely right over the, the top of his head. Uh, the And Chris Brown played pretty solid against the run. But over the middle, the short, kind of shallow stuff, obviously that's compounded with terrible coverage by your linebacker core. Um, but still not great, especially in the second half. Mims, that touchdown, great catch, but still. I kind of right expect that until Mims got He's pretty good. He is solid, and thank God he's gone. But still, uh, the, speaking of, like, corners got absolutely abused by him in the second half. Green, we touched on it, just stopped playing press coverage. I thought Jameson actually played okay. He's just such, like, a gambler. He's so athletic, and the talent's 100% there. But it's just not that consistent. Um, reminds me a lot of Chris Boyd from a few years ago. So I think he can put it together and end up being a stud. But, I mean, just overall, I thought it was a good defensive effort, which is crazy to say, but it was. And it was just clouded by shitty coaching and really ugly and ill-timed penalties. Uh, kind of the exact same thing we've been saying for three weeks now. Yeah, it's kind of getting monotonous. Yeah, very monotonous, but... That's kind of where it was. I mean, overall, the team effort was pretty down. But I mean, I would, I'd, yeah, I'd give it like at least a minimum a C, if not worse, or max C. Like that was pathetic. How are you going to respond moving forward? I mean, I know you can get down on yourself, and like you said, like you have two losses, you're out. But there's a big, big difference between seven and five and six and six. Vegas had our over undergoing of the season at nine. Wow. You were three, potentially three wins away from that. That seems so just, I mean, the absolute disappointment of a season. I mean, I think we said going into it, if you don't make the Big 12 championship, make the Big 12 championship this season, it's a disappointment. And you're not even close. So we'll get to the bigger picture, like overall review of our predictions next week that's gonna be fun what do you think of all the coaching changes stuff yeah so coaching changes now i mean if there's been rumored behind the scenes that del connie even uh before this game was like hey tom we gotta we're gonna have to make some changes like i got a stadium i need to fund and six and six teams don't bring in a lot of money so we got to make some changes you know whatever i i think i would set the over under of guys getting canned at five and if I had to pick the five, it's gonna pretty solid. Tim Beck, um, fuck, what's watching? Craig Nivar, I don't even know these. Derek Warheim, Corby Meekins, um, wow, James Washington, and is it Craig Nivar? I think it's Craig Nivar. I think those guys are the, 
guys are gone. So pretty much your offensive guy. Offense, I was going to say, you're, you're just cleaning slate on the offense. You're cleaning slate on the offense outside of Herb Hand and uh, Maringer because Herb Hand is a very good coach and Maringer is a very good recruiter. And the receiver course has been very good the past couple of years. Um, but you're getting rid of everyone else on the offense and your quarterback's coach. He's technically the recruiting coordinator, so that's where it gets kind of iffy, but that sounds like a kind of a made-up title. I mean, recruiting coordinator, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't I, I don't think Orlando gets fired. I think that's the biggest thing going into No, I don't think so either. I don't think that's – if he like, comes out next year and sucks like halfway through, then, yeah, you might consider it. But, no, I don't think he deserves – he kind of had a bad hand dealt him in terms of injuries this year. I agree. In the past few weeks of um, – really shown that and how healthy the the secondary when that secondary is that healthy how good they can look i know i completely agree i just i think what i don't want to say casual do? What, i mean Herman's the one calling most that's of where calls. it gets really iffy is going forward what do you do for an offensive corner do you find someone that's kind of okay with being tom's little lap dog and not being not really calling plays and just kind of being a voice in the room rather than being like the true play caller like i don't that's not easy to find hey we're gonna come pay you seven hundred fifty thousand dollars but you kind of just gotta shut up and be in the room and tell you know give your opinion on this play every now and again or just herman kind of pushes chips in the middle and say all right this is my offense this is my team i'm the one that assumes all responsibility as he said like three times in the past week the buck stops here i'm gonna be the offense coordinator i'm gonna be calling the plays a la lincoln riley give the spot to a, just a pure analyst guy or to more of a defensive role i think that's honestly the more likely thing because going back into it what do we what have we said about herman the past few weeks is how arrogant and how um you know stubborn he is so if he really believes in himself and believes in his offense and his play calling, that would seem like the most logical thing. Uh, I, I just don't is, – is Del Conte going to be willing to pay up for a big offensive coordinator and then not really hand over the reins to him? I mean, can you give someone the Sterling Gilbert treatment part two where freaking Finvez is flying up to convince a Tulsa offensive coordinator to come down to Austin? Oh, that was terrible. It worked. Yeah, he made a true freshman quarterback look pretty good, and then he was gone the next year. Yeah, well, that, well yeah, but that was it. His fault? No, no. So I, I, that's it's a big question. I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you, do you see a big? Yeah, I mean, we've proven that we'll pay whatever to go get whoever. I mean, right. we're, we're desperate to win. We're so in Texas, but like, it's, yeah, it's worked. Yep. I mean, it, it definitely needs to be changes. I don't. I'm not sure who is really out there. I don't even know what the market is like. Uh, in terms of coordinators, but we got to make some changes on the offensive side. Yeah, do you do you go with a internal? I do use internal with quotes and a guy like Herman, or do you go completely the other way and try to get something completely new? I think you try to get something on the other side of the spectrum just to like uh, bring a new idea. I mean, like just change it up because, or or get someone that's going to actually like encourage Herman to go back to his up tempo stuff. Like, where the hell yeah. up tempo offense go? That's true too. Yeah it's probably going to be one extreme or the other. It's not going to be a middle of the road guy. And I, it's not going to be a name that we know. I, I'll say that right now. I mean, we might know in a few weeks when you're hearing rumors or something, and all of a sudden you know everything about them. But like, I'd, I'd bet money on it that it's not a name that the decent fan would know who it is. Uh, 
it's going to be kind of an up and gummer, kind of similar to Joe Brady, or hope it's like Joe Brady that he what he's done for LSU or what he's you know been like that type of background. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very fun off season. I think it might be an NBA type off season where it just never really ends. Okay, we do have a game this week, despite everything we just said. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy Turkey Day, John. What, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? We talked about this last week. We did? But stuffing. Okay. Was that on the podcast? I don't know. It may have been. I'm a stuffing guy. I'm not. I'm a turkey guy, but it's got to be, like, well-prepared. And honestly, I don't – just – I'm not going to say that because it'll get me in trouble. But. Don't you – don't you – don't you dare talk about your mom's turkey. No, no, it's not my – that's the thing is it's never my mom's. That's, oh, okay. That's, that's, I'm saving myself there. Wow. I was going to say, that's like sin number one. You don't ever talk about the person that's giving you no, turkey. No, 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 M- Melissa's turkey is very, very good. We had a great time at the wedding, by the way. Just real grand. Oh, yeah. Good good times. McLaughlin family wedding besides Stuart. Um, okay, we do have a game on Friday. It's at 11 a.m. It's on – Fox. Prime time, the day Black Friday. Is Let's it, go. Is it on Fox? I don't even know. Yeah, it's on Fox. I, I don't do. I no chance, no way it's Joel Collette and Gus Johnson. No, it's, God no. They'll be working. Well it's Saturday. on Friday, so I, you know, I don't know. They're but, not they'll be working Saturday somewhere, probably Michigan, Ohio State. No, it is Michigan, Ohio State. But anyways, all right, we're playing Texas Tech, Red Raiders, they're four and seven. They are not making a bowl game this year, so they're not this playing. This is their bowl game. This is their bowl game. Alan Bowman was their quarterback who's a actually really good and start off the year really hot i think he was leading the uh, country in pass yards through th- the first three weeks actually he's healthy but he's not playing he's red shirting so it's jet duffy the guy we played last year and maybe even the year before too um he's kind of a gambler got a decent deep arm can't really throw the intermediate stuff can't really read a defense too well but can beat you with his legs too and scramble and kind of punish you. Um, their offense actually plays up to the level of their opponent, and I mean that in that the yards per game goes up when they're going against winning teams, down against losing teams. Pretty interesting. Um, but it's not as much of an air raid anymore as you'd think after Coach Bro Kingsbury and obviously the, the funky pirate before him. Uh, it's gone a little bit away with their new coach, Matt Wells, who's at Utah State before. But they do struggle pretty hard on third down. So just something to watch on their offense. They've got one receiver. Oh, God, what's his name? KJ something. KJ Wright? Ooh, I'm making that up. Uh, who's actually pretty solid. Um, he's been their, like, go-to guy. RJ Turner. Wow, I was so wrong. But <laughs> uh, defensively, their defense is bad. I know that's not much of a surprise, but it's worse like, than the Big 12. Like defense being bad? No way. I know. It's worse than the Big 12. It's actually just right behind us, so not we aren't the worst defense in the Big 12 in terms of yards wow. per game. They actually give up more yards in the air than we do, too, as well, and the second-worst rush defense. Um, they do lead the Big 12 in interceptions, though, but you could argue that that's a cause of how many times teams are trying to throw on them just because yeah. you know, they're trying to uh, teams are trying to go over there because they know they can beat you. Um, I always feel like T.J. Vasher always has a good game versus us. I don't know why. Great name yeah i think you're that's yeah i agree with you on that one um when you have that road written down or something did no, I just I, no 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 i didn't but like yeah you're right he's had like the past two years a good game do you have I also can't year? pronounce their running back's name oh i mean don't even try dude so roderick i i think so 
That was like the most English way of Saradaric. Saradaric. S A capital R O D O R I C K. Sarat. So you know it's like Saradric. But, but like. We're going to go Saradaric. Saradaric. Oh, I mean, whatever. Um, the, going back to their defense, they their opponent third down defense is actually pretty solid and higher up in the league. And they play well. Uh, or they played well against better opponents and along with their red zone defense they force a lot of field goals and don't let up a lot of touchdowns as the field gets a little shorter um and you get down there something just a little really to watch about. yeah i know but just going into this game I, i'm just go five wide just air it out go quick hit the small stuff you've got roshan's gonna have to be the main guy running the ball so Make them – they're not a great tackling team. Force them into the open field, whether that's through the screen game, the quick run game, the, whatever happened to the option. We've only ran that like twice, even though you have a great running back and a great, very smart um, quarterback. And a quarterback playing running back, so he knows when he's going to pitch it. I don't know. Trust your base defense. Don't throw too many blitzes from freaking Leander. Sit back yeah, and There's make no need to do that Like in this game. There's no. truly no need. But they were still doing it against Baylor. Yeah, I mean Brewer couldn't throw the ball. We're back on it again. Brewer couldn't throw the ball down the field. He was absolutely disgusting on throws like over fifteen yards. Yeah, he threw some ducks. Like, oh, they were very large ducks! Goofy. They were like not even get. There was like a couple. There was like a stop on the opposite side, the opposite hash mark, like fifteen yards, and it landed like five yards short. It's like golly, man, are you okay? Like, of course, the defensive backs aren't even anywhere near it. But no, but it doesn't matter. Like I mean, it's if you're throwing it that, if you can't throw it that well it's not that big of a difference i don't know what's your prediction well if there's any defense that's going to make our offense finally look good it'd be texas techs so i finally I, I if we don't put more than 30 points up it's a disappointment that's my first take um i think we need to have some sort of i mean we've had no special teams Deals go our way. This I mean, we just, I mean, other than Brandon Jones's return versus Kansas State, that was almost a touchdown. I feel like we're going to have a random touchdown on special teams. Um, and I think we win 34-21. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the offense does show up. I do like the special teams take, though. Um, I, did you know our, like, the environment's going to be absolutely horrible? Oh, it's going to be so bad. That, if they no show any – stand shots i'm gonna be mad it's gonna be so empty and so it's not like it's gonna be i mean our defense has to just find a way to make some plays and and just win this game like if they care at all about playing at the university of texas they'll win this game but if they don't they'll go six and six go to a bowl and those will go six and seven yeah we'll see it in memphis at the liberty bowl um no i agree i think i think they win 45 35 i think duffy's definitely gonna have to throw a couple of touchdowns and probably scramble for some decent first first downs that's gonna be frustrating but defense will settle settle down it's gonna be interesting injury wise supposedly Cosme was limited Collins not playing I haven't seen anything on Keontae BJ's not playing Overshawn is questionable and I don't think that Angleau is playing no Braun is playing no 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 Bra- or, sorry Angleau is not playing there you go. Real quick. 
Okay, games of the week. Pretty okay slate, but for conference week, it's not great. Um, Ohio State at Michigan. Rivalry week. Rivalry week. Rivalry week. Ohio State at Michigan, 11 a.m. Fox game plus. Michigan is plus 10, the Joel Clack, Gus Johnson game. Uh, How healthy is Justin Fields? He got hurt. Ohio State, big. Really? Done. I don't want to watch the Michigan offense against the Ohio State defense because that's just the Ohio State be defense is unbelievable. It is really entertaining, and I cannot wait for the LSU Ohio State national championship. Ooh, okay, we can get to that in a second. I think they win, but ten points at home in that game is a lot. Twenty dollars. Let's go. Okay, fine. Alabama at Auburn. Two thirty CBS. Mac Jones is in over to a. Um, Bama has life now with Oregon losing to Arizona State, which is crazy. I, I wouldn't – if you're betting on them, I think to at least make the playoff is not that bad of a bet. I think it's better than what the odds have it at. But Saban as less than a touchdown favorite. Thank you. I'm taking Tide pretty Yeah, Auburn really hasn't looked that great since middle of the season. Um, the Georgia game, they had a little bit of life at the In end. The fourth quarter. Yeah, but it, it, they haven't really been that great. I think Alabama, like like you said, with that new second chance of getting into the classic Pac-12, but uh, get into the so um, to get in the playoff is, is they're going to win big, and they've got to make a statement this weekend because some would probably still argue that two lost Georgia. Does I mean deserves it, but I I don't I, I think if they win this big, then they get into the playoff over two lost Georgia. So I agree with you. Uh, OU at Oklahoma State, seven p.m. ABC. Oklahoma State is plus fourteen. Take the it. reason before that is because they don't have Spencer Sanders or Tylen Wallace. Basically, it's going to be the Chuba Hubbard game, and how many yards can he get? If if he's anything around two hundred, I think this game will actually be pretty dang close. I know that's not that controversial but they that's all they're going to be able to do is hand the ball off to them and hurts almost blew it against tcu yeah i didn't that, get to catch that game but i woke ooh, up to the score i was like wow oh you almost lost again that pick six was bad and it was on the what five yard line maybe a little bit back from that he has six turnovers in the past two games um i think that's three interceptions and three fumbles including wow. that pick six against the against tcu so i like oklahoma state plus 14 too. that's a lot of points weird things happen in Stillwater, oklahoma on a saturday night so i i like that i think ou barely squeaks by with another win i agree with you on oklahoma state covering but dude i've just become like just been thinking about it like the biggest baylor fan i hope they win the big 12 championship what has, what, what about oklahoma state just winning because i i think oklahoma state has a better chance of winning this beating ou this week than baylor does in the Big 12 championship. I don't know. I would disagree. I think Baylor coming in like redemption. I think they can get him. Dude, but Brewer, like you saw him in that last hit when he got knocked out. I he And they said it was, he hurt his ankle. It's like, no, he didn't know what planet he was on. Yeah, he didn't even know how to spell his name. No, no chance. I, I don't like them to win. I know you win five straight Big 12 championships. It's terrible. I mean, They're not to be the Kansas basketball team of Big 12 football. This is terrible. Yeah, pretty ugly. I'm gonna go watch him. You go think it's you think it's LSU Ohio State for sure? Yep. Yep. Clemson Ohio State two three matchup. LSU probably Bama. LSU takes care of business again. That would be a fun game to watch. That would be a LSU Ohio fun. State. Minnesota plays uh, Ohio State in the Big Twelve champion or Big Ten championship. 
Yeah, there you go. That's your the rest of the way. I'm saying Ohio State, Clemson, somehow the rankings get messed up. So, what? Because Ohio State's one, right? So Clemson beats LSU? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yes. No, LSU, if they beat Georgia, they're the number one team. Done. Interesting. Okay. Well, that wraps it up. Have fun at the game if you're going. Please be loud because you're going to be. <laughs> You'll be the only, only one. That you... You're going to be the only <laughs> one. Okay. Look at horns. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay.